I think I think one of the good things about Netflix is that they can kind of do what they want still. I agree. Like they just well, they brought back shows. They brought back stuff from the dead. Who yeah. else has done that? I mean, Fox did it, I guess, with Family Guy. But what have they brought? Were you talking about like um, they brought back Arrested Development that's from what I was the dead? Say. Yeah, um, yeah. Is there something else that they? But Arrested oh, they just brought the Gilmore Girls. All uh, the ladies are freaking not interested. Out. Well, me neither. I'm not interested whatsoever in a Gilmore Girl. A lot of people would say that Arrested Development should have never gone anywhere, though. Well, I think that's why Family Guy brought, got brought back too. I, I don't care for Family Guy personally. Do you? I enjoy it. Yeah, I sort of do and sort of hate it. I I absolutely hate American Dad. Oh yeah, I worst, never fucked with that. I never worst fucked with that. show ever. Or the Cleveland Show. Oh, never even seen an episode. Not, not even a snippet of an episode. Not actually. a fan. Um, are those the only ones? Yeah. But he does all the, that other stuff too, like those movies. What do he do with the bear? The talking bear. Oh yeah, Ted. Boring. The first one was the first. Yeah, was I think fine. the first one I got like. There's some I, laughs, I got like a free screening thing to go see it, like on when it came out, like in the theater, like a pre-screening. Yeah. It was one of the ones where you had to check your phone at the door. No, it was like a paper. Did you thing. ever go to one of those? No. One of my buddies got used to get free those things. You get emails, and you know you could RSVP, and we went to go see the girl with the dragon tattoo, and we had to you had to check your cell phone at the door hmm. of the theater because it was you know. I don't know about you, but I can't download a torrent of something that's, that's certainly off of a phone that yeah. somebody's taped in the movie theater. I can't. I can't watch that. Could you watch that? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I've I've watched some pretty bad bootleg movies in my day. Ooh, they're not I, good though. I had a hor- I saw Three Hundred in the theater and then got like a horrible copy of it from somebody, and it was just like. Mm. You miss all the special effects shit when it's so dark like that. Oh, yeah. The first bootleg I ever got, I, I my parents took us on a family vacation to New York City when I was like 13, 12 or 13, and I, on the street, bought a bootleg copy of Saving Private Ryan. VHS. VHS bootleg copy. Double VHS copy. Two it's tapes? A, it's a long-ass movie, yeah. Really? So it was a two a two-tape bootleg <laughs> and it was bad. That it just was like, like too people, you, could, you know, there was like people walking around in the theater. How are, yeah. we, how are our levels, Jared? Here we are on the Rojo show. I think Rojo we show. Good. Rojo this is show. the Rojo show. This is episode. Rojo show. <laughs> this is episode thirty-three. Thirty-three. Um, we're uh, we're like Jesus on location. Episode. This is the Jesus episode. The Jesus. Who else? Is, I don't know. Are, is there is there I like a know, 33 it's 27, club? Like a 27, 27. Club? 27. Yeah, I don't know about 33, but the well, like Christ. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the big one. 33. I mean, that he kind of holds it but down. But the other on one's 20. Is it 27 or 29? I can't remember all the people that died. Sure the, yeah. Yeah. If this if I was by myself, I'd like take the time to like Google, Google this and say, well, you can Google away. I mean, Google away. It was I well, I want to say it was Jim Morrison and Kurt Cobain, and Janis Joplin, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy, and maybe this cat called uh He's in this band called the Flying Burrito Brothers. Great band, great country band. Uh, legendary story. You got Wi Fi here? Yes, we do. It's Wi Fi One, free Wi Fi. Oh, that's awesome. Here we are on location. Right. At the, is it, what's the name of this place? They call it the Carroll Street. Practice the Carroll Street. Studio, whatever. I don't know. People have all I've sorts been, of names. I've been in this room. This will be my second time, second or one? third time in this room. You've come to this one, or did you come? I know you were at the old one. Down the hall, there was another one. Okay, we maybe it was the old one. Is the that where by the bathroom? Is that when we when got Joe in, was there naked, and, half uh, naked, in a bow tie? No, I wasn't there for that. 
Yeah, it you was... were. You came by, and then Joe showed up, and he had come from some, like, punk rock wedding, and he had, like, cut off jean shorts and was shirtless with a, a bow tie. Was your boy Sway? I know Sway, Sway was, was there yeah, then, okay. and Jason, and we tried, we had a failed, majorly failed attempt. It majorly failed. It was failed. not good. Things were not going well. Well, Sway came in with, like, multiple songs that he had, like, I guess written somewhere else or, like, had already conceptualized, and it just turned into this, like, let's all sing on Sway's song. Let's make this work. Sway was cool. He was cool. I'm not hating on him. No, no, I know. I didn't didn't think you were, but he had some some good songs. I always thought he had nice music, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been in here for that, and then... My old band, Hustle Sneakers. Hustle Sneakers had a uh, had a rehearsal space here. I feel like I saw a somebody maybe posted a like a flashback Facebook, probably Hustle Sneakers or something. I may have seen on the internet the yeah. other day. Yeah, it might have been me. It's hard. You know, the thing is, like, it's you have fun even though you may not have accomplished what you really, really should have and wanted to accomplish, sure. there are still, like, bright spots. But, yeah, it, it def- I don't feel... It definitely... I definitely feel, like, sour about it at the same time. Yeah, I feel like, in a way, that maybe we have to sort of tread lightly on this subject. Really? Is that true? I don't know. I mean, I don't... I, anything I've said, people have heard already. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, hey, what? I don't even know what's, what's your... Uh, Tell me about your. Uh, Hold on, let's do this twenty. There's twenty. This there's is a way list too many. Twenty-seven people that died. Holy shit! I'll just. I mean, um, Robert Robert Johnson. Johnson. That, is that really the? Oh yeah. Um, Brian Jones. Sure. Stones, founding member. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Um, this is just a fraction, by the way. Yeah, I'm. I'm only naming out people. I think people will. Recognize Cobain, obviously. Yeah, John Michel Basquiat. And that is not a name that rings. Basquiat, the artist? Me. No, no, don't know it. Shut the fuck up. Don't know it. Really? Yeah, ignorant to that. He did all the paintings with uh, fucking what's the white, the gay white guy with the glasses, um, that did the Campbell soup cans and shit. Oh, Warhol. Yeah, he was one of those guys. Amy Winehouse. Sure, uh, and Jeremy Michael Ward. Uh, the, dude who, the, the dude who uh, influenced oh. the writing of Deloused in the Comatorium. That was the, the whole the record. Notebook was, yeah. was no, like, no, that was Francis the Mute, uh, right? I thought it was Deloused. No, Deloused is a whole record about that guy's suicide. Shit. That's what that whole album is based around, like, that guy's life and all that weird imagery that that dude... That guy was fucking nuts. Yeah. That's driving, coming coming back. We're going to talk about that, because I, <laughs> I have some theories about that. We'll see. I don't know, man. Did we mention this is episode 33? 33. The of Jesus the Rojo episode. Show at the, the Carroll Street. Street. The former Easy Polish Shoe Factory. Shoe Polish Factory. Really? Also of a Frank Lloyd Wright building. Okay. That we're in right now. Break it down, Phil. First poured concrete pillar building in the world, I believe. Wow. And one of Frank Lloyd Wright's early designs before he was Frank, Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright. Wright. He was just working well, for some. He was some, just making. He was working for some for, firm in town, and he, you know, okay, hey, well, we gotta go design this easy polish shoe polish factory. Things have changed over here, though, since well, location wise, oh, yeah. maybe. I don't. Do you have listeners who are out of town? Uh, yeah, I got some. But most of my listeners are in Chicago, but yeah, I got well, some people so, that are out of But location-wise, we're here on the near west side. Sure. 
Carol in Sacramento. Yeah. It's not quite, we're not deep, but we're, we're definitely. No, it's definitely one of those, like, I think, I feel like they're trying to make it one of those dividing lines. Like, right about where we're at. Yeah. Kind of, like, they're trying to, like, bring it up slowly and, like, you know, move out the. Yeah. The negative Negroes. <laughs> um, Which, uh, unfortunately, this neighborhood is, uh, in my opinion, the homes, the, the history around here, too. Yeah. It's one of the most, could be one of the most beautiful neighborhoods, but for some reason, it a, a lot of areas in this neighborhood look like a fucking war zone. Yeah. And, like, there's just trash everywhere. Yeah. And just, like, it's like, it's like the city services that you have in Hyde Park Don't and on the here. north side. It's like, yeah, street cleaning. I do, you know, they probably ticket people for it, but do the cleaners ever right, come through? Right. I feel like it's <laughs> one of those spots where, like, they're trying to, like, like at one point in Chicago public schools, there was like this thing where, like, your school had to get so bad before the government or the city would come in and help take you be over. good. Well, <laughs> help they right. take the fuck over. So I feel like that's what's going on in this neighborhood. Like it's like they're gonna they just have to let like it get keep... as shitty as possible. That's, you so know that, that really they sucks. Could just be like, okay, well the issue is the people that live there. So let's get them out of there. Let's, let's like price them out. You know what I? You know what I think the problem with the way that we talk negatively, people in general. When I say we. Uh, about gentrification, especially. <laughs> now we like white people. Like us no, white just people, people everybody. Sure, the sure, way sure. That, but the way that kind of in the media and 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 why in communities people feel uh, alienated and ostracized by gentrification is because it's, it's, it is a kind of a non-organic way of a community changing. And yeah. change is good. And, and economies growing and like people coming into neighborhoods is great but when it happens in such a way that like real estate brokers decide what's going to be the next hot shit yeah and they push people out then it just doesn't happen in an organic way that's when you get like strip malls and and stuff that's not cool and that's why i think we have to work at preserving stuff in chicago and and letting things happen in organ in an organic way is uh because we're going to lose all of our character, man. Yeah. Like, you look around, and the way that the city did grow in the first place was in a very uh, natural, and I'll say that word again, organic way from the communities out of need and necessity, and then things became, once once they were flourishing, then there was some kind of culture and art injected right. into it, you know, in, in the buildings, the design, the architecture, the way that so many buildings are unique, and, and neighborhood to neighborhood. I mean, just like we both lived in Pilsen, the way that um, I don't know that whole neighbor the whole neighborhood is a huge neighborhood and all the front porches are like yeah. dug in from when they had to like build the yeah build the city around you know there's so many cool things like whatever. it at any rate this neighborhood gorgeous the brownstones and graystones if you've never yeah. been here it's worth a drive through because it's just gorgeous the homes are amazing like hundred year old you know eighty year old homes that are. Uh, they're they're not the insides may be deteriorating, but this neighborhood looks like a war zone. But these beautiful old buildings are surviving yeah. and look you know great from the outside. I'm sure it looks like some of the spots in like uh, <laughs> unfortunately like the Middle East. Yeah, where like there's like all this like government buildings and like awesome like arches and that type of shit. But like a mortar went off down the block and there's like <laughs> a fucking hole in the in yeah the street. yeah. If you don't know where we are, like, if you ever just take a trip, uh, if you drive down, we're on Sacramento right now. If you drive down Sacramento between Lake, Lake 
and Roosevelt. Sure, that's a good taste. If yeah. you don't want to go deep into the belly, that's a good taste. And you can go, I mean, you can turn down any one of those one-way streets. <laughs> know that it's a one-way street, you know, and, um... It's you fine, know. it's fine. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I've never had any... I've been coming down this way for a long time, and now, you know, I, I work out at this place in the suburbs, in this suburb called Countryside, which right. is, like, just northwest of Midway, but like just outside the city okay. and Ogden when the highways are shit and 55's fucked Ogden is the like chillest most yeah. viable route out there and it's direct and that's Ogden is awesome and it's got the cool like center of the road is a bunch of lanes and then there's a little boulevard right. outskirts and there's like I, I don't know it could be it could be it could be a to- be a total what Wicker Park is, you know, it's an angled street. It's got a direct in and out to downtown, and the expressways and the suburbs. It's right. like this amazing artery that could, but it, it's shit. Yeah, it's so sad to me because it's just like, and it's just littered with beautiful homes everywhere, all the way out. You know. Yeah, I drove down Ogden when I go out to like where I bought my car, and then um, I took a motorcycle class at. I can't remember what, like, city college is out there, like, right off Ogden. Okay. But I take Ogden. I took Ogden back from there, like, one of my first rides really, on a motorcycle. Really, really cool. Man, if I was if I was a, a real estate investor, I'd totally invest in some shit out there. And, yeah. You know, but, but, again, it's a way of... The things are so... I, and people... I, I, it'd be cool if you had a, a wider audience that could understand just how, like, fucked in a lot of ways Chicago is, man. Yeah. I feel like it's that balance between like culture and uh money like because you're saying like you, if you were a real estate developer you'd get all this land out on ogden but would you but that if would, you had a deal on some well, shit like right on the edge of wicker park that's like going to be like the next thing where like you had these college kids who you know their parents are writing them that consistent check that's, for rent. that's tough because i care about like preserving Right. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to go in and buy a bunch of real estate on Ogden because there's, frankly, because there's some amazing buildings, and I would love to preserve the buildings, whereas I think, like, you know, if somebody bought the old Mega Mall building in Logan Square, and they're building some giant high-rise with, like, yeah. a strip mall underneath it and a movie theater attached, and that's, I don't know, maybe that's just the future, but I, I didn't want to see our city go that way. So many other places are so vanilla and generic and... and there is still, that's not to say there isn't a throttle, like, I, I haven't been to Hyde Park in years, but from what I understand, it's like... It's nice. And it's, but it's it's also a, a very natural, sure. like, it's, it's just community needs, you know, community interests. Well, yeah, I feel like that's, happening. like, that's something that I feel like, I feel like that's how neighborhoods used to grow. They'd be like, all right, well, let's, let's improve the life and the quality, the quality of life of the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, and then they will respond to in a like these really natural, positive like way that. instead Whereas of like, like we're marginalizing gonna, we're gonna people. We're going to move stuff in yeah. here that you guys can't afford. Yeah, and then that's going to raise the price because there's a Starbucks yeah. over here oh. and a Chipotle. Yeah, which you guys like, have now, right? No. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But it hasn't happened in such a bad way. No. That was more like an. Th- those were more of an after effect of the stuff that had already so. happened, right? And I think I think Hyde Park has a. Um, there's a powerful group of people that want to see Hyde Park stay a certain way, much how I feel like Pilsen has, because Pilsen has. I mean, like 
the prices there could have changed, like the prices of rent and shit like that. They could change the way Wicker Park has. I mean, but hey, it, but let's let's well, hey, last time I moved, this was about a year and a half, going on two years ago. Right. Um, I looked because I was interested. I was like, well, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing to move out back that way. And my buddy Jay lives out there, and right. he's got kids and stuff. And this was right when. Katie was about to give birth to our son, so I was like, "Fuck, I, you know, I kind of, I always liked Pilsen. I love, I, I love. I mean, I have very fond memories of oh, yeah. most of all of my time living sure, sure, over sure. there, man. That was we had a blast. Jesus, we had a blast, man. We should have kept that fucking that, uh, that apartment on Canal. Uh, you know what? Like it, in the it came okay. <laughs> Go back to another move of Katie and mine's. Do you remember when we lived with Alec for a minute? I think were so. we on terms then, or I think so. I don't. I think so. I don't know. Maybe. I think that might have been during Hustle Sneakers, actually. Possibly. Sure, that, I think this was all that time. But <laughs> me and Katie were like, we were just kind of sick of where we Our car got shot up in Logan Square. Not while you were in it. No. It this was parked the, outside on the street. This is the gangster car you guys have. Yes, to yes. Though, right? the, big body, the big body GM that I Hilarious. used to drive and get, and get pulled over. So I know some other shit. So how, yeah, well, no, they, <laughs> I, I probably they just, well, black guy, black guy. No, nope. right, I'm, I'm gonna walk far away from the mic. Right no, it's quick. okay. We do these, yeah. but um, the apartment that Phil is talking about on Canalport, number number one, the first time I went over there, I couldn't find it for the life of me. It's it's a lone apartment, and then like I lone got building. in there, and it's like the the it's a garden apartment, and it's like four bedrooms, four beds. Four bedrooms, huge kitchen, not a big kitchen, but large, the way the way you can, large. but the way it leads out into that huge living oh, room. Oh, that space, and then the double living room situation. <sighs> this apartment was ridiculous. Other than the fact that it probably costs an just th- the most ridiculous amount of money to heat, because here in Chicago, we get uh, bent over and uh, you know fucked every yeah, which way we can. Gas oh God, people's gas. I hope I hope that maybe we should tag people's gas in this because fuck those people. I don't know. I owe, people, I owe people some money. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Can you live in the northern Chicagoland area and 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 not owe them money? Yeah, maybe you could put a poll up Man, now who, for who your owes, listen for your listeners. Who owes yeah. Gas? Uh, <laughs> fuck people's comment too. Man, Com, comment. But um. So Canalport, this apartment was like it was double wide. It was like it was like a it was on two lots. I'm pretty sure. So and it, but the the building was as wide as both lots. Only building on the street. This block. It could have easily been, and I'm, I think at one point it might have been two apartments. I think because it, it had those two doors. I think you're absolutely right. But it had the whole. It, it was like the whole basement. Yeah. So it was the whole. It was two two probably two two bedrooms combined to make one most ridiculous four bedroom. Very cool. Uh, this was in the time that Pilsen was still kind of a DIY neighborhood. You yeah, know? it was for on. Sure. They had been talking about it for so long, which is I never thought it was going to happen over there. But it kind of has happened in a slower way, which is probably better for the people that live there than than the kind of the whole Wicker Park thing that happened here. Yeah, but that apartment um, jam sessions. Oof. That was when that was that was the emergence of uh, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tony. That's when. Uh, Mm-hmm. I had this buddy, and he moved down here for various legal reasons. I wasn't. Yep. And uh, that he was later uh, cleared of. Cleared of. <laughs> that out there. Innocent so, man. Right, right. He's good. He's good. If you're listening, Tony, does Tony ever listen? You ever talk to Tony about the podcast? 
see on I don't talk to him about the podcast. What I do see is um, like little neighborhoods up there will hop up on my analytics. Oh yeah, like I'll get like you know Zion, Zion Illinois, or like some weird like Zion. some some weird spot up there. So I'll be oh, like, oh, okay, somebody's up there listening. Just the worst place. Tony is cool. Tony just like he refuses to come to the city for like so, to without it. it being like a concert or like yeah. Well, that's how I, that's I think how everybody I know that lives in the suburbs is for the most part. So it always makes me sad when I have friends that live here and then decide to move out in, into the suburbs. You so know, well, that's still I still sad that Alec moved out of the city. You know that guy's one of my best friends. He went back up to Iowa. Iowa, yeah, yeah. We What's should. up there? Uh, I don't know. The Quad Cities is kind of a little. I, I haven't been out there since I was a young kid, but the Quad Cities is kind of, they have a little scene out there. There's like a couple guys I met through Tony, like, uh, We're from out there, like yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Dylan and Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember there. those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure they probably, they have to run in the, I mean, I, it's a small area. I think yeah, they probably yeah, they have, have to, to know each other, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was very bummed when Alec moved. Um, Lee is still probably one of the most technical drummers I've ever seen in yeah, person. Yeah, very talented. Yeah. Like, the way he would just, like, rip out that Mars Volta shit or, like, you yeah. know, <clears throat> various older bands that he listened to that, you know. Lee and Alec, uh, was that, dual-handedly put me on to Led Zeppelin. Oh. And, nice. like, yeah. Tool. And, like, yeah. you know, he was a huge Tool head. Tool head, yeah. Kind of lost my love for Tool. They're releasing an album this year. I know. It's, it makes me excited in a nostalgic way, sort of, but I, I don't know. Well, that's kind of how I feel about the Mars Volta with this at the drive-in thing. Uh, yeah. I, is this because is this after the failure of like all of those like experimental Mars Volta albums? Yeah. And then Oof. whatever Anti-Mask was. Oof. That was short-lived, wasn't it? Oof. Yeah, I don't even think they post on Instagram anymore. I followed them on Instagram for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um... I didn't even. I, I think I listened to whatever one song when they po- initially posted a song, and I, I wasn't interested enough to go into it deeper. Yeah, those that first, especially the first Mars Volta album, was very magical for me. I think for you, I think for a lot of people, it was. And then, and then, of course, the last at the drive-in album also. I went know. through this weird phase because, like, we met. We met very accidentally. Because I don't even remember the exact moment. I, I remember two two moments stand out to me. One no, it's one. I'm pretty sure it's one. So Jason, uh, who was you knew him, he came down from he, Zion we went to high we went to high, high school, school together. Yeah, we went to high school together. He's the only other person I knew that was going to UIC and we were not incredibly close, but I'd say we'd like you know, we Don't you guys out. have like a, a a Dunkin' Donut story or something? Like you guys used to see each oh, other. I, well, Dunkin yeah, Donuts no, I like I used to. I was a serial school skipper when I was in high Hilarious. school. I just left all the time, and I had basically no no fucks were given by me. Just left whenever I want. Couldn't be held down, man. Hilarious. Yeah, I cut school for the first time sophomore year, and it was like big. Like I cut to like go out to the suburbs, oh, like shit. kick it with my girl, with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, it just became a regular thing for us. But yeah, so I, I mean, a lot of people ran into me skipping school. Hilarious. Um, at any rate. But yeah. Jason, uh, he was the only person I knew, so I was like, and, and we were cool, and I figured we'd get along. I was like, man, you want to live in the dorms? I want to be roommates in the, this dorm thing. Maybe it'll be cool, you know, having a bro around. Which was weird it, for us to be in that dorm anyway, because it was like... It was a weird place, wasn't campus. it? Off campus. It was so weird. 
But you I had, feel like that you, saved us from a lot of shit too. It did. I but didn't you feel like like you had it? Well, I, you had it in high school though. It's just so weird to me. A commute. Yeah. You know, I I grew up in this small town. My high school was a five minute drive. But you had a car. You had a. I did. Yeah, I didn't get a car. Yeah, everybody drove in the suburbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But you, I see that. I felt like I had a. You know, you you were living on campus, but it took a good half an hour, sometimes forty minutes to get to campus to where classes are being held. Yeah, (laughs) from your dorm on campus. Yeah, because we were on the medical campus. That was that was goofy. But uh, West Side, West Side campus. Yeah. Not far from right here. off Ogden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that. Well, and it was a different neighborhood over there then too. For sure, it wasn't horrible or anything. No, it was, but but it was right on the edge. It was of closer to horrible. Yeah, yeah. Than I think it is now. Yeah, because I feel like more of like those they're building it up so that people that work there can mm-hmm. live there. Yeah, and they know doctors aren't gonna like live in these DIY houses, <laughs> you know. So they have to like prepare these spots for them. But yeah, so me and Jason played intramural basketball together oh, that's right. and I came down to um to pick him up for the game and you were in there playing Bjork's Medulla album sure and it um, probably just been released through those Klipsch speakers sure those, those were, were jamming those were jamming which is going to get us into another conversation uh, later about how trouble? we were just like the trouble ahead that of I got. Time. I think those speakers got me in more trouble than any like debaucherous activity. It brought it brought we so much attention in. to the room, and that's not <laughs> what we needed in that room. No, not at all. No, but, but we had um, to have the jams. Oh yeah. So we were you were playing that, and I was just like I was picking up Jason. I was like, "What are you playing?" And then you were like, "This is you want me to burn your copy?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And then I came back after the game, and you were like, "Yeah." So I, I burned that, and then like I had some extra room on it, so I just threw some other of her songs <laughs> on there. So like, there was so the Bjork thing, and I think that's when I started just we just started like kind of hanging out. Yeah, sure, jamming. I think just jamming. Yeah, just, like. But probably also doing other things too. While I mean, we, we can we can say we were smoking weed in high Oof. school, right? Like, well, this was high. This was college. College, college, right, was, right. Yeah, this weed's cool. I'm Guys. pretty. I'm pretty sure there was. I heard multiple accounts of people stepping onto that fourth floor, and it just smelling like pot, like the whole floor. It had to, cause I I think well, cause the reason for that was that dating ourselves here, but this was a, a you were able to smoke cigarettes. Right. This probably seems out out was, of line to anybody was born this like after. This yeah, this probably, years yeah ago? this probably seems out of line to anybody born after like 1992. Which yeah, they're real people now. They are they're adults. They're adults. Oof. My sister was born in 1990. Yeah, she's I, 25. That's wild. I know. I work with kids. It's fucking crazy. You work with some kids over. I do, uh, yeah, and I have to remember. They're, they're like, so I have young. To think about it. Like they're mm, very young, man. You're a child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I it, I'm still having a hard time getting getting through that but but you could smoke cigarettes so I think in turn uh, you know I think a lot of the kids who were smoking cigs were just also smoking pot doing other drugs and then like you know we had so there was a lot of pot smokers drug dealers all the drugs remember all the all the drugs all the good ones lived on our floor all the good drug dealers lived there for sure and then you know you had the uh, P and Igor there was those guys and they had remember uh Co-candy. Yeah. Yeah. It was just... Our our floor was definitely heavy. It was... People were getting down. There were things... And which I... uh, Again, us being on that West Campus, there's no way people on the main campus got away with the shit we got away with. No way. No way on No way. 
Because they were they were literally like I remember the short who was the short kid, um, long hair. He rode he rode his BMX to school. He hung out with co- he hung out with cocaine. But he was annoying. Too. Too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I'm pretty sure he like used to just like smoke bowls in the hall, like just walk into the ele- elevator, just like fuck it, like whatever. Yeah, I wasn't going that far. I was more. No. Of a, I was trying to be an out of sight, out of mind. I mean, we had the towels and the spray. The yeah, well, we had all sorts of we tricks. Were hard. We were trying to be like respectful. Yeah, like low key about it. But then when you go to Igor's room and they have like a, a three chamber hookah. Well, they. I think aren't they the ones who got hookahs banned or something? Because there was so know. much hookah in. So much hookah. Oh, that was like the height of the hookah explosion. Like I was in there for. I was in there for some hours because you couldn't hang in there for too long because so many people like cycled in and like stayed. I, and, like, I couldn't, it was not really my scene. I was more of a, you know, I just wanted to, but I, I wanted to mostly be my own DJ. Too. Yeah. I don't know. I hung out with everybody. Yeah. Like I would just get, I would just uh, hang out. I was, we can say I was a bit reclusive. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And then you, you went on that binge where like you were like going home every weekend. Every week. Well, like the good, I had a go with the woman that I was in love with at right. the time who was not a good thing for Traveler. my life at the time. I just wasn't a good thing for my life at the time. I have some regrets from that time. I could yeah. have had a little bit more fun definitely. We there. Definitely. Could have hung out on some more weekends. Yeah, me and Jason definitely had some, some serious weekends. <laughs> yeah. But... Dude, I miss Jason, too. I miss Jason a lot. I do. Me and Jason kicked it after, like, after when you, you went back to... Like, that year after when he was living on East Canalport. Oh. And me and him kicked it a lot. And then he eventually moved back and was, like, going to school up there. But he would still, like, come down, like, every weekend. Yeah. And, like, we'd, like, he'd, like, come down and, like... Was that when you were living in Pilsen? Yeah. Yeah. He'd, like, come down and, like, chill and then That's just drive cool. back. But, um... So, I'm sure there was a point where, like, when I talked to people outside of our circle is in terms of, like, music, that I came up as, like, a total, like, pretentious asshole. Oh, I'm sure. Because there was, there was a moment where, like, seriously, like, all I was listening to was, like, Bjork, Mars Volta, Radiohead. Yeah. And... All the heavy hitters. Yeah. And all the life-changing heavy right, hitters. Right, like, all at once. Yeah, I know. All at once. And, like, I got on to DeLouse, like, just in time for you to get those... The Francis the Mute demos. Yes. Somehow. And we were listening to, like, Widow and the first song. Yeah. Long um, one, Elvia. Yeah. Elvia. Yes, and we were listening to that playing Halo, Oof. Halo Two. Yeah, Halo. good times, great times at Bro. the dorms. The dorms were fun. Yeah. I skipped a lot of classes my freshman year too. Well, I mean, Oof. who are you talking to about? Uh, not well, class, I know, I, mean. I know. <laughs> I didn't though. I mean, it was that was that was hard. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it definitely was how, like, freedom and college can like. Yeah, ruin you. Be so weird. Cool. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like had I, it's such a tough thing to say, but had I gone into the world and like worked and been a more independent human straight out of high school, sure. That had I potentially decided to get some schooling after I experienced life a little bit, it would have been way easier. Well, that, and I think I would have dedicated myself to it a little bit more sure. and probably gotten a little better grades because I you know in spite of the fact that I made it through somehow I got mediocre very mediocre right, grades right. yeah I think I had a, I had a definitely less than a B average the classes I liked I really liked sure and then the rest of them were just kind of like why are you on my schedule yeah you know I always thought it was interesting I had this girlfriend in high school and she was uh 
very book smart. She probably had a 4.0 average or whatever. She, I mean, she was in all the AP classes, so they give you extra for that, and she had, like, whatever, 5 point. There was a 5.0 scale if you were in AP classes. So oh, wow. she was just, she was killing the game, but not particularly intelligent. Right, like, right. You and I are intelligent. Sure. You know, she just could do homework yeah. and, like, be regimented. Which I feel like is like an extension of college. Like it's just it's it's just like different in the terms where like they give you all of the dates for things. Sure. But it's still about can you follow this schedule? Yeah. But her aunt thought that she could get into an Ivy League school potentially. Okay. And so during a spring break junior year, seventeen, uh, she took her on this vacation tour on the East Coast, and mm-hmm. I got invited to visit all these Ivy League schools. So I got to take tours of all these uh, Harvard, Boston College, uh, Brown in Rhode Island, Yale, uh, can't remember, but all those fancy, fancy, super prestigious schools. And even back then, the way that they did their curriculum there, you can make up your own major as long as you could steer your own coursework and, like, do your own research. And you could basically just, like, make up... You could fuse two things together, you know, you could... It, it was wild, the freedom right. that they allowed you at those schools, man. Yeah. Well, Princeton. Yeah, but they and they all had that. They all shared that trait, though, where every single one of those schools allowed their students to... Make their own. Make their own major if they so desired. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you don't really have to do... You could just, like take a lot of courses and then fuse them into something that you choose as your direction. You know what I mean? And that's, like, right away. Yeah, or you could just be, like, undeclared, like a lot of people were. But still, like, when you go to a university like UIC, you still end up having to choose something. Yeah. Whereas, like, you could be undeclared and, like, your junior year would be like, oh, man, well, I ended up taking a lot of... uh, Journalism courses and physics, and now I'm gonna come up with this major that's like so I can write reviews on. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever it may be, but that that was how it was. It was very like you guys yeah. are you guys are really smart, so just do your thing. Whereas, you know, what regardless of what major you have, like you still have like a year of gen eds that you just have mm. to do. Oof. That was where I just barely made it. By yeah. the, well, I loved when the the. College is a scam, by the way. I'm going to say this to all the people out there. College is a scam. You can learn all that stuff on your own. Whatever you want to learn, you can learn. College is a scam. It costs way too much money. And uh, they don't tell you things when you're being deposed, supposedly, on all the... Like what? When you go for orientations and stuff. That, the other 12, 12 hours is full time. They don't tell you that you can't graduate in four years if you only take 12 hours of classes a semester. It's impossible. Right. You know? And that's right. like, a, I feel like that's an underhanded trick to money. Get yeah, money yeah. scheme. It's like, ugh. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You know what the I mean? The minimum hours you should be able to take should end you up in four years. Yeah, to be full time. Right, right. Yeah. But that, that whole that whole thing's a scam, man. I mean, I had I had gotten a D in a class that was a part of my major, and so I was like, oh, I should retake this class and get a better grade in it because, right. you know, it'll just look better. And I talked to my counselor about it, 
And they're like, yeah, I asked. I was like, is it is it is there a point? Should I do this? And like, well, yeah. Of course you should. Yeah, and I did, and I got a better grade, which is cool. But that class, they didn't tell me. Nobody bothered to tell me, and I guess maybe it should have just been logical to me. You don't get the hours for that class. Oh. Even though you did that close three-hour course or whatever you got. Right, right, and you took it twice. You only you still just get three hours. Three hours. And so, like, came by the time I thought I was going to graduate, they were like, ooh, you're short, actually, by, like, two hours. And then there was only, like, these four-week intensive summer courses, and I had to take some, like, an entire semester's worth of class in four weeks, and it was... It sucked. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah, I don't know. That whole thing is just... College was a great experience for me, but for none of the reasons that I feel like it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so like, I feel like this whole Mars Volta thing, is like this whole at the drive-in resurgence is because of that. Well, you know, they got back together a couple years ago. Yeah, I heard um, about that. And, and I heard it was really ill-received. By the fans? Yes. That old dude... So this was these were the complaints, the general complaints that I saw. Of. Part so this this part of the podcast is going to get nerdy, more nerdy than like my movie segments because apparently people have no idea. People haven't seen Heat, which is like what a, a, guys. I know, I know, guys. I know. Who are you? It's I think it's mostly like girls, well, and like Heat isn't like a just yeah. It's not a rom com. <laughs> but there's so there's some comedy in it, you know. She's oh. got a great ass. Just a great movie. It's yeah. just a phenomenal film. Fucking Brad Pitt's hair. Come on. So anyway, that's driving. They're getting back together. Anyway, people on of what I've seen on the internet, internet chatter about all this. They uh, they got back together a couple years ago. They played some festivals and stuff. And people. Uh, they have this reputation for being the wildest, craziest band. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jumping and throwing knock, guitars yeah, around the next, you know, and and it, but it was real cool and like. It Did the music so, sound good? I mean, it was so punk rock. That was kind of like the cool part. No, it sounded like shit. Really? Even back in the day, though, oh. I'm saying I'm saying even back in the day, they were so kind of just punk rock that it was like there was something so furious and powerful about these dudes just. And you could just, whatever they were doing, I don't even know half the shit that that guy was talking about, but it was, all the words were so beautiful the way they ended up being put together, and there was such emotion and fury, and the dudes were just ripping, and, yeah. and, and so I heard that they were very, like, catatonic, you know, like, uh, downtrodden, shoegazing, like, at this, these reunion shows that they did a couple years ago, and everybody was real upset, but I'm wondering if that's just being, people being overly critical in a way, because... These dudes are, they've got to be approaching 50. Yeah, for sure. So, like, could, I don't know, can't, maybe they actually just can't do that. and But maybe they still want to share their music. With I mean, them, how long I mean? can you really do that shit? Like, I, I watched don't know, a, but then you used to look at Mick Jagger and that dude's... But he just walk, walks around a lot. But he, I mean, does, he, does he get on top of his, uh, of his amps and jump off of them? Mm, I mean, Omar's 40. No, probably not. Omar's only 40? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well, you can still move around a little bit. Yeah. All right, guys. They should. Well, I'm thinking it may be good. There was a, you know, I wish they would have released some more music. Um. Yeah. With I mean, this whole announcement thing. Right. Like if they if they did this with like a. Uh, like a new album, 
Like they're going on tour and they've got this new album that they're dropping yeah. to. How old is this? Cedric cat? is forty one. Oh, okay, looks good. I mean, they did a lot of drugs though, right? Like, could their bodies Supposedly, be, you know, harmed know. in some way? Maybe. Did they? I don't know. You know. I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't either, so I don't, I don't know. know. You know, people could say they did drugs, and who knows? Yeah. But at the, I mean, that Ark Arsenal joint is like still like the so new, hard. The new Saul Williams. Uh, there's a whole song that opens up with uh, dancing on the corpse's ashes. Just him saying that over and over and over. I think I might have heard that. Maybe. I'm confused in some ways. That I, I really like a couple of the songs. The Saul, on the Saul Williams album? Yeah, but I don't know. Some of it just isn't resonating for me. Is it like too political? No. Just oh. the actual music. Oh, okay. Like the actual music production value, all that. I mean, it's probably safe to say that like, is Niggy Tardus his best work? Thus far. Yeah. Plus the first one, Amethyst Rockstar. Yeah. The second one has some joints on it. That's true, but those two for me are like what it is. Yeah. And then like there's some shit like I I mean, I'd pay eight ninety nine for a Saul Williams album with him just, you know, talking some bullshit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause what like that I? was that was what um when I saw him at the promontory, that he he got paid to come back to America and like write a book of poems about like post like New York post nine eleven. Oh, so like he was there for that book. So like, he read some shit from it, but he knew that wasn't what we were there for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So at one point, like I said, it just turned into like a like a request thing. So I was just uh, yeah, like, I wonder if he ever gets discouraged by the fact that like people have the their favorites and the shit that they want to hear and, and he wants people to hear his new shit. But I think people are equally as open to his new shit. Yeah, I mean, good is good. Good is good. And I feel like Saul has, like, and I'm sure other artists have this too, but he, he's got, like, a pretty dedicated, like, cult following. But, I mean, I feel like that with everybody, like, is, um, you know, like, Andre 3000 talks about hating to do Hey Ya or, like, um, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers don't do any old songs. Like, all they, I when just, they tour, all they do is, like, their, whatever album they're do, they're doing. Like, they're not coming out there doing, you know, what See, and I feel like that's a bad move, though. That's why I feel like Saul is probably, he's, he's a populist in a lot of ways, and he'll do the, the what you want. He'll do, because, man, I think that's true with any band that has an amazing, huge catalog, and I think that's a disservice to their fans to come out and just be like, Oof. We're so good that you are only allowed to hear our new shit. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, if I go to an ACDC concert, I want to hear Back in Black. And obviously, they're going to play at a band like that. Sure, but, you sure, know, sure. if I go, if if I was into the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I am just not really. <laughs> not at all? Oh, no. <laughs> well. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for Well, you know, I mean, they had good songs, sure. but I don't need to hear Californication ever again. No, really. I don't need to hear and Californication. But it's a great but song, Some though. of that shit on that sex... Blood, sex, blood sugar, sugar maggot, ma- maggot. Magic, maggot. yeah. <laughs> magic. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, uh, sure. The Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge, under the bridge yeah. yeah. Well, iconic songs. By man. the way, fucking... Man, I can't deny those songs. They've got some They've got some hits. Yeah, but I don't need to see it. After the whole, like... Anybody who performs at the Super Bowl, it's just like I, a, a bit of it. So you're done on Bruno Mars? 
He killed it, but them, it was just, it was like a watching a terrible cartoon version of the Chili Peppers playing the unplugged guitars and stuff. Like, man, that's yeah. so weird. Why? Why like, do you even have to do that at like, this point? We, we expect that sort of thing from, like, major pop stars, you know, like yeah. the Katy Perry's of the world and all that jazz, but do we need It's that? like Bradley Cooper with the rubber baby. I, and, that uh, I don't know about. I'm, that I'm... And, uh, what's the American Sniper? I didn't, I did not... <laughs> major problem with that movie. Actually, I wanted to see it. A very major problem with that movie. I think it's a terrible thing, terrible idea to make a movie out of that, especially if you actually research... The guy, Chris Kyle. Yeah, some of the... The, the uh, holes in his stories. Oh, yeah, all of it. The guy was a liar. Jesse I, Ventura. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I kind of think that Jesse probably... Uh, I feel like... I don't know. I don't know about Jesse. I always kind of felt like he was an honest individual. Crazy. Yeah. But why would... <laughs> I just don't see why Jesse Ventura, the dude was in the military, he always has had a stance of, like, I support the troops. But he's always been critical of the bullshit, yeah. of course, which what's... Which you have to be honest about. Uh, that's what a, that's, I, It blows my mind that people are so uh, polarized on those. So, like, if you, if you criticize stuff about what's going on with the military, then you're anti... People then you're who not serve. for the troops. Yeah. yeah, that whole old song and dance, it's so stupid. I mean, especially when you know or when you meet, like, these troops that are anti-troop or, like, anti-government or anti-what's going on. Like, another scam, like the military. Yeah, total like, scam. They get you in there on the under the, you know, the premise of, you know, such and such and such and such. And then it's like, well, yeah, well, like, you don't get to vote. And we need you to, like, follow this person kind of somewhat blindly. Oh, completely blindly, depending on what your rank is, you know? Yeah. What What are you to do? And, like, so, don't be, like, good with, like, convictions. Like, you can't, you can't be a Navy SEAL or, like, a fucking black ops guy and have morals. Like, you kind of just have to, you have to be so into the system. Well, that's why I feel like so many of these people are coming back. Like, it changes the way they're... The neurons fry, fire off in their brains, you know what I mean? It changes the whole, like, electrical, chemical pathway of their brains and how, like, a normal pseudo-whatever-you-want-to-say normal person functions emotionally and stuff like that. Or would, like, perceive situations. Yeah, oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing that since people came back from Vietnam. Definitely. You know, and, and there's a lot of stuff out there about... You know, I think the military, you can easily become a guinea pig for testing because oh, it's yeah. like you are you literally are signing your life over to these people. And it's not just, oh, I can go die in a war. I can, they're going to potentially test, like, shit on me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on that people don't talk about that if you do talk about, you instantly get branded as some, like, weirdo tinfoil yeah. hat conspiracy theorist and stuff like that. It's tough. Should we talk about the uh, the presidential election? We can talk about it. Yeah. I don't... I mean, what do you want to talk about it? I don't know. It's, it's uh... Well, it's... Are you it's, feeling the burn? Ooh, not quite. No? Are you, uh... Not anti. Are you running down the hill? Are you, does she have a cool phrase? I No, of course not. Because she, she's not cool. She's not. And it, it bothers me. Like, I hate when... Like, I saw her on the Ellen show, like, like dabbing. Which is like not not dabbing like oh. dab. No, it's like whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> that happened, Hillary. Uh, <laughs> maybe you are cool. So okay, so there's a 
there's a dance called the dab oh. that Cam Newton does when he like scores touchdowns. Okay. And, like, okay. Um, Ellen, of course, has has done it because Ellen's the. Um, she's so cool. The white soccer moms. She's so. She's to, so cool. You know, to culture. Yeah. Exactly. Cult- culture in right. quotes. Right. Heavy quotes. Yeah. So like, um, and then there's also, of course, you know, as uh, pot enthusiasts may know, there's a uh, THC extract. Sure. Yep. That comes out in the form of like this uh, goo, waxy goo. Goo. And the smoking of that goo is called dabbing as well. Dabbing. So there was all there was this. Uh, it was the NFL press conference. Oh, to to clear up any. No, no, no. It was the NFL press conference. These two guys. These two ki- uh, Two guys were getting interviewed or whatever, and an uh, interviewer asked them if they dabbed, and they were like, "Wait, wait, 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 what?" And then they were Shit. like, they were like, no, th- there's a dance called oh the oh the dance, and it was like y'all just told on yourselves. Like, <laughs> so we know what you guys do when you fly into Denver. But uh-huh. um, so like there were pictures of like Hillary Clinton like you know dabbing or oh, like God. you know, so like I just hate when politicians feel like the way to talk to minorities or the way to like gain minorities votes or like trust is to like do the shit their kids do. Mm. Or like, like you know, you're mm. gonna dance your way into my votes, or you know, because you listen to any of that stupid, anybody, whether it's trying to appeal to minorities or whites, you know, it's just that stupid in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think I kind of think the email thing is a big deal, actually. Sure. I think it, I, and that's another one of these subjects where like the issue you, there is that she was she was receiving emails. Through a, 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 a home, a home, her her own server, her own okay. personal server, or something. Instead like that. of the one that's uh, monitored by the NSA. Yeah, and it, uh, you're go, you know, it's like if you if you have a some hot, some job that they give you an email for, I think it's probably advantageous that especially when you're dealing with uh, top secret encrypted sure. information, and especially just when you're getting like possibly hundreds of emails a day. Yeah, I, I feel like that was like a. Clearly, this woman has been in politics for most of her life. But, side note, on Hillary being in politics for most of her life, Hillary Clinton apparently saw this on the internet as a meme. So, beware. We'd have to Google it. Maybe maybe you can Google this. Uh That Hillary Clinton in 1964, who grew up in this area, I think just north of Chicago, was campaigning for Barry Goldwater. I've heard her um, and some Goldwater shit. So I think that's true. We yeah. should verify this information. But Barry Goldwater, for those of you who don't know, was a total twat. Didn't um, I think he was racist too? I think he was openly racist. Maybe. I I mean I wouldn't doubt it, but um, didn't he have something to do with the guys who uh, the guy whose uh, Mercedes like malfunctioned and ran him into a tree Ooh. at like eighty miles per hour? I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, Park Ridge. Stop by O'Hare. Yeah, I was also an active young Republican and later a Goldwater girl. Sure, there you go, Goldwater Right girl. down to my cowgirl outfit and straw cowboy hat emblazoned with the slogan AUH2O. I liked Senator Goldwater because he was a rugged individualist who swam against the political tide. Know who that sounds like? D. Trump. Sounds like Donald Trump. <laughs> sounds like D. Trump. <laughs> sounds just like him. Ah, uh, what can you say about a Donald Trump, man? I mean, I've heard a lot of talk about because he's like this staunch businessman, he could be 
resourceful in like the country's uh, debt and deficit with other countries. And but he 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 has shot himself in the foot with any foreign policy and like any foreign relations at all. And just general like, he's res- done. like respect around the world. Yeah, right? like he he is what other countries think of Americans when they think negatively. Yeah. Like rich, um, you know, Fuck entitled, <laughs> you know. General just, jerk. Yeah, just like not not a good guy. Whereas like, and I mean, I know Obama deserves a lot of shit and takes uh, a lot of shit. Well, I think I think generally that President Obama has done some pretty cool stuff. Sure. I think that, I think probably that he's probably a good guy. Yeah. Like, at heart, I feel like he's a nice guy and that he wants the best for people and stuff like that. I don't think any of us will ever fully understand the inner workings of global and American politics and, and how much pressure... You know, I love, of course, when one one of the things that I've always loved is seeing how much presidents age in the you know sometimes four, but a lot of times lately eight years. Yeah, that we yeah. all the past three presidents we've had have been eight year presidents. Yeah. So, but you know, Obama man, he looked like a young man. Yeah. And it has been uh, close to a decade. So sure. I think when people show those things, a lot of people. Ooh, and it's I mean, he, it ages we, you so much. Everybody we've caught ages him in you. those years where you would age too. Well, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. he's gone from like well, like forty something to fifty something now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, I still think he looks pretty good for his age too. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, you know that black don't crack. No, I know. He looks, <laughs> he looks nice. Uh, Hillary sucks. Bernie, I mean, I feel like again, good guy. Feel like he's got some really good ideas. Don't know how they would actually. So he was inaugurated at forty-seven. Oh, okay. So he's almost sixty now. Uh, yeah. What is it? eight years? So that's what, like fifty. Sixty-one. So fifty-six. Yeah. Whatever. Something. Math. We're not good at it. <laughs> not good at math. Not at all. I hate when I put myself in positions oof, to count on oof, the show. <laughs> like, um, if they could see me using my fingers. Bernie, um, cool dude. Great ideas. Does it work? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Would it make every... If, if we tried... Like, sometimes I feel like people who have his ideas as good as Bernie Sanders, that it would just make, like, everything would fail before it would work, maybe, type of thing. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe he'd be great. He's really old. Yeah, he's like really old. Bernie Sanders, if he was an eight-year president, I mean, he would probably die. Yeah, I don't in, see it. No, I mean, and he's, he's looks 70, okay. He's, he's not seventy-four, right? He's not now. looking like the best seventy-four-year-old though. Nah, he's got a little. I mean, he could, you know, he could run. Yeah, good know? guy though, you know, uh, activist. Definitely back in his day, peaceful activist. Let's say that he sure. wasn't. Uh, well, no. he would he would get nowhere near a presidential candidacy if he was. If he was anything other than a peaceful activist, yeah. Right? Well, like, I well, you know, there was the whole big thing with when when uh, President Obama was running with the the that guy. He was a professor at UIC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Bill Ayers, right? Bill Ayers, Ayers, uh, violent activist. I mean, I take him over Goldwater, though, right? I mean, oof, yeah. I don't know, man. I think Barack Obama is catches- the biggest show of. We don't know what the what the what the the position of president like really means. 
We don't. And like, you can go in there with the best intentions and the best plan laid out. And then, like, once you find out, like, all the shit that, no, that you just can't do. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't do, you can't lower taxes to a certain percentage yeah. because we, it, the, the country, powers of me. you can't do it. Yeah. So it's really just like, I feel like, I feel like the, pre- the you know, presidency of the United States is almost like the queen of England. Like, and in some ways, yeah. You're well, really, you're really just holding a position. This is the thing, is that clearly people that have the most money in this country, which is a short few, do control politics. Yeah. Banks and and ma- the major corporations of the world steer the direction of American politics, which is why which is why they are scared of a Donald Trump, I think. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Republicans are obviously not. He's very popular. It's amazing to me how popular he is. I, you know? Yeah, but I hear... I hear here Repo- we go. My, I'm pretty sure that my parents are... I can't really, like, go too far with it because I, I will, I, I, and then again, I, there's some things that the guy, that guy says, I gotta say, can't say all negative about him, he's almost all negative, but there's been sure. a few things like, like, yeah, man, sort of, I think, like, we do somewhat need to take a hardline stance on some of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East, like, we can't stand for this stuff anymore, dude. Yeah, I hear you, but then you say that, and then it's like, you know... But do you really want him to build a wall between here and Mexico? No, but I love Mexico and the Mexican people, and I just want them to be a part of us so that I can eat Mexican food for every meal of every day. Like real Mexican food. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, do you, I mean... No, I don't want him to build a wall, though. I don't want him to build a wall. I think that's a terrible idea, but I think the... <laughs> the people of Mexico are not actively trying to bring on the, the apocalypse, the end of the world, right? Some religious prophecy. That's the and that's a big difference that I see between um, Muslims and Christians. And I'm not either. Everybody, uh, but Christians don't. They have their whole end of the world prophecy. Sure, but. It doesn't prescribe in the Bible for them to actively go out and bring it on. It's just going to happen. Right. You should wait. You should be ready. But you don't have to actively go out and try and bring about this time. Right. Whereas it does actually, as far as I know, and I'm not an expert, but it does say... That they have to go out and fight and, you know, try Muslims? and... Conver- yeah, that they have to go convert everyone. They're supposed to convert the whole their, the whole world, if they can. And that will bring about a time where it, there's a whole, you know, the... That's what these guys in IS, ISIS, ISIL, right. whatever you want to call it, are doing. They're trying to establish this thing called the Caliphate, which is the Islamic State that brings on the, the end of the world. Well, yeah, their end of the world apocalypse, sure. you know, whatever story. Does Allah come back? No, I don't think it's like okay. that. No, I am obviously a, uh, a a Christian of sorts. I feel like I mean, but so that's a big difference. Like Christians, yeah, they do some shitty shit. There's been some abortion clinic bombings and stuff like that, and all religions have their bullshit. But I feel like more than any other one this Islamic thing and obviously it's not even close to all of them but it is a growing number I've seen documentaries by very liberal organized you know media outlets like Vice that uh, are researching people that are leaving 
Western countries to go jo- join up this caliphate that's been formed there. And yeah. they're doing really shitty shit. And I feel like on the what, what we call the liberal American political, social, whatever side of things, that they're very scared to point out some of these things that I'm talking about. And they're, like, kind of blindly in support. Oh, like, we can't offend them by saying anything bad about anything. But they're also doing terrible things to women over there. Yeah. Things are really backwards over there with women, man. I, you know, I think they still do female circumcision. And, and <sighs> yeah, that like, really uncool stuff, man. And and just the general way that the, the women must be subservient. I mean, I, I am a fan of them not letting women drive. <laughs> Zing. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So well, women shouldn't drive because they can't. Right. Exactly. Not because they shouldn't be allowed to. They just can't. Right. Uh, um, do you you knew about that whole um, what was the French paper? Mm-hmm. Any uh, uh, Charlie Hebdo. Charlie Hebdo. So if you don't know, Char- Charlie Hebdo is a magazine. It, yes. Okay. So it was a magazine in France. Yep. And they published um, some like weird, uh, like cartoon comic of uh, political of, comic. Yeah, and they had they drew a picture of Allah, and you're not supposed to depict make depictions of Allah according to Muslim religion or whatever. So um, they bombed the. Oh, they went and shot it up. Right, they right. Went in and they went in and shot just a bunch executed of people. people, just like they did at the, the the music venue and all the restaurants in Paris. It was yeah. This whole, the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. This is this is out of control, man. Now, but this is my take on that. Now, um, there. Do you follow football? No, right? No, not soccer, no. football. No, no, no. I mean football, American football. Sure. Oh, football. Yeah, no, a little bit. Yeah, here and there, you know. Are you when there are Bears games? Are you waking up at 7 a.m. to go and tailgate? Well, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. There are people that don't miss a tailgate. They take their football very seriously. Yeah. If we don't like football, can we shit on their football love and then, like, be upset if they trash us about it? I just don't think it's this, a, a good comparison. Well, like, I mean. So, no, but I feel like when you're harming, they're not killing anybody. No, but they've laid it out that they will. Like they they take their religion and they take their 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 staunch disagreement of their being depictions of Allah. They take that shit serious to the point where if you disrespect them about it, they'll kill you. Yeah, just don't think that's necessary. I don't agree with it. Yeah, I just I don't think it's. But there. I just don't think there's not any killings over football. Not enough to be. No, not enough, but. Perhaps that's a bad example, but I, I I don't know. I don't think that because they take something so serious that they're willing to kill and die for it, that our response to that is, but killing is bad. Like, why can't we just respect them on their shit? I don't know, because I think that goes against, like... Freedom of speech? Just, yeah, or just freedom in general, free cult, cultural freedom, you know, intellectual freedom. Humor, I don't know, like, there's yeah. something to be said about, like, uh, if we were totally politically correct, we wouldn't be able to, like, comedy, in spite of the laughs and stuff, I think why it's a popular medium is that it it gets into deep issues while still being able to make you laugh, and we can identify 
problems and just identify uh, characteristics about ourselves through comedy and stuff like that. But if we lived in a completely non-offensive world, we wouldn't be able to do that. And and true when, people, when somebody they're, you know they're, they're they're not just mocking. I don't think that the Charlie Hebdo people were necessarily. Maybe they were. I don't know. But maybe it wasn't like a blatant just like, hey, fuck you thing. Maybe it was more like a, hey, we're trying to identify problems with your culture. Like, hey, we're Americans and we know that we have problems with our culture. But just, you know, we can't, we don't get super pissed off and kill people when they say that we're shitty towards stuff. No, we don't kill people, but like... But shit, there's terrible things, but I think it's, we're all all pretty aware a lot of people are aware about the problems that exist here you know we're having some problems with the police thing right now I think a lot of people Definitely. are that's nothing that's nothing new it's new for a new generation sure you and I you know we remember Rodney King definitely but then you know there's it, it sucks because there's two sides to everything no Rodney King didn't deserve to get beaten like that but he was being a fuckbag yeah I mean no those people didn't deserve to get killed but Muslims take pictures of Lala very seriously. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I mean, it's I don't know. I, I don't agree with it. Like, let's just let me be clear yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that there's something respectable for people, you know, laying down, uh, laying down something that they don't fuck with. Having and principle. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's... And then we live in this society where, like, we get... Like, people get offended. Certain people can get offended by something. And, like... Twitter and social media will like jump on their side yeah. and like make everybody like feel like shit about it. Blindly though, shaming. Very blind. Shame culture. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, if you say any, if if you say anything about gays, negative, like even in the most like sensibly sensible way, like you know, there's no way to speak negatively about the LGBT community. You just can't do it. It's not allowed. But I, yeah. Well, can't do it. Well, you can. You'll just instantly I mean, you, be branded a, a homophobe. A homophobe and yeah. blackballed, and, yeah. you know, your choices are very, very slim now. Though I don't have much negative to say about LGBT I don't have culture. Much, I don't have much negative to say about... I don't know if I have anything negative LGBT to say. people. I don't have... I've, I've, I've met... I mean, I've met gay people that I didn't like, just like I met, you know, well, yeah, people yeah, that I don't yeah. like, period. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I do have a problem with their politics in the way that, you know, like, if you say, if you offend someone famous in the LGBT community... No, they attack you. Everybody attacks you. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's accepted. Like, if you don't think Bruce Jenner is a gorgeous woman, then right. you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah, or if you call him Bruce Jenner. Like, oh, there are well, people sorry. right now that are like, oh Whew. my God, I can't believe he didn't call her Caitlyn. It's just like... Whatever. You know who the I'm dude, talking about, dude, though, right? Yeah, and, and the dude chick whatever lived her whole life as this guy Bruce Jenner for the most part that's not my fault no <laughs> my fault no cuz i don't care either way not really i didn't create the stigma that said that you couldn't live your life as kate no i don't care i, I, don't. I mean i do care don't that crucify like, me for accidentally calling you gold, you're olympic like gold medalist woman Bruce of Jenner. the year Hero, hero <laughs> of the year. Rookie year as a woman. He's received way more <laughs> accolades and awards in his rookie year as a woman than any any woman her first year of womanhood ever. <laughs> uh, what the that fuck? whole thing is painful to me. That that side of celebrity culture is painful to me. Yeah. Where are we at on time here? 
Um, what are we looking at? Where I think we're like, like like an hour. Okay. Yeah, we're probably like an hour. You chop these up? No. I just Uncut. Do it. This yeah. is the Rojo show. Uncut. Yeah, there's been there's been very few like pauses. Like usually I'll have to like go to the like run to do something at this point. I think this is the first podcast in about two or three I haven't had a phone call. Uh-huh. So, I have to I actually have to I I told my woman I would be home by about two. I have oh, to check okay. I have to check my phone. This is this is part of all part of dad life. Right. We haven't even talked about Dad life. Dad life. Dad life. How is that? It's great. It is. It's wonderful, man. Phil has a son. Um, Phil's son is one? Like one and, one and a half. One and a half, yeah. Um, his name's Charlie. Charlie. Charles. Young Charles. He uh, he is the owner of an awesome radio flyer uh, wagon with like a top. It's got like a carriage top. It's got off-road tires. It's my. It's got his name on it. It's pretty sweet. Personalized, like grandparents really hopped out the box with that. That was nice. Yeah, my folks are great. They were hard people. Um, but he's cool. I was. I think the most amazing thing to me right now, and this is just one of the most amazing things because everything's amazing. But when, for those of you that don't have kids, and I didn't have much experience with babies, so I didn't know this. But when a, a baby's born. They don't know about their limbs, their arms and legs. They don't know that that's attached to them. Like, they see it, but they don't even realize, like, they haven't developed any motor skills, and they don't even know, this is what I was told, that they don't have a conceptualization that those things are attached to them and they can move them, or that they're doing it when when it's happening. Um, So to see see my son now at this point... He climbs, he's able to do fine motor skills with his little tiny fingers and, like, you know, all this stuff. And just to see the development. The in, progression. In such a short period of time to a full-on little person who can climb. He tries to stay everywhere. It's, this kid is smart, dude. We've got this mat in the house. It's like a soft play mat, and it's got little, it's made out of, like, some sort of foam, and it's got cutouts for the ABCs for the alphabet. You can pull the letters out and, you know, whatever. This kid, I'm in the bedroom. It's in his bedroom, and we're playing today. And I'm like, all right, Charlie, show me C. And he goes and grabs the letter C and pulls it out of the thing. And he's like, And I'm like, uh, he pulled out A, B, and G or something. Or no, P, P, B, and G. And I'm like, all right, Charlie, where's B? And I had all three of them. And this kid goes right up to B and grabs it. He's like, buh, buh. Buh. And then I'm like, all right, Charlie, show me G. And he's like, grabs G. And he's like, knows this. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to stump this kid. He doesn't know K yet. I'm like, Charlie, go find K. And he went right to K and grabbed it up. Wow. It was amazing, man. This kid is a genius. He's so smart. His mom reads to him. We, we read to him, but, you know, she's home all day. So she, she, she loves books. This Do you kid. still play guitar for him and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were jamming today. Now we're at the point, though, because, like, I got... All these stomp boxes and amps and you know stuff. Okay. But he's like, he's just interested in like. So it's hard Twisted for me. Yeah, it's got to be still mostly like an acoustic thing because if, you know, like the pet. He's trying to like rip the cables out of the pedals oh, and shit. stuff, which is fine. I let him. Like I give this kid a lot of freedom. I'm not, I'm not trying to be one of those people who. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I try. Now there's some things though where it's just sometimes there's some days where you feel like. 
just saying no. All day. All day, nonstop, especially when they're this young because they're just into everything. And I'm very, like, loud noises sometimes when I'm at home, really, like, ugh. Like, it just sends a shudder through my body, and this kid will be pulling the pots and pans out of the cabinets and, like, banging them on the floor. And I'm like, oh, buddy, please. <laughs> like, just chill out for Dad a second. Dad can't handle this right now. Right. So, but I mostly, like, if he needs to make loud noises, I give him the, try to give him the freedom to make his loud noises, which is cool. I think he's going to be interested in music. I really hope he is, obviously, but I don't, also don't want to be one of those parents who forces my kid into being interested in something, because right, that's right. stupid. If you were going to force him into anything, what would you force him into? Like, what would you have, a, like, I, you may not want to be interested in this, but I really, really want you I'm to gonna take a really, hard try at I'm this. I'm going to really push piano on him. Okay. Because I think even even if later on down the road that he doesn't like get into music the way that you and I are into music, that he will appreciate. I think it just oh it works it, it works. It's like mind exercises, man. It, it works your brain out. Yeah. It's a good thing. And then know? I hear that even like like piano as example, but I'm pretty sure this is the same with like all instruments. Like even if you just dabble in it as a kid, it makes it way easier to come back. To sure, it as I'm an adult sure it does. Shit. You know. Yeah. I'm not amazing on guitar, but I've I that whole fresh that's one big regret I have about my freshman year at UIC is I stopped playing. I was actually pretty good, like I felt pretty confident in my abilities at that point in life, and then I stopped playing for an entire year, and I haven't ever been able to get back to the point I was when I was about 18, 17, 18. I was pretty good at guitar. Yeah. 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 Ooh, some slap bass. You guys got that in there? I hope you got that slap bass in there. I don't know. It's probably going to pick up a little bit of that sound. Little slap We've bass. had some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're in a, in a room. We, I, we told them where we were at, but we're in this building, this old factory that's been sectioned off in all these rooms, and there's bands practicing everywhere all around us. It's a great, beautiful, creative environment. It is. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Um, So you're... How much time do we have? I should probably wrap up here. Okay. I just got a couple questions before we get out of here, all, right, all pertaining to your son. Or fatherhood. Sure. Okay. Um, you're my first friend that has had a son. Uh, you know, Chief's about Chief has a daughter. E is about to have a daughter. Oh wow, cool! Tell my second um, for he sure. He, he listens definitely. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Yeah, he does. What's up, E? Congrats, bro. So, um, bro. So, do you? Are there things based on you and like your dad's relationship? that you want to, like, make sure aren't an issue with you and your son? Like, I know, like, I feel like, like, they're, I've heard them referred to as, like, generational curses. Like, if you have issues, like, I, I believe it in my family somewhat because, like, my dad had issues with his dad, and then he had a son. So I think me and my dad kind of have so some great issues. area issues. Yeah. So I'm going to um, have a son. I don't know, yeah, I, I hope to not. Mm-hmm. We don't yet, of course, but right. I, I hope to not, you know, um... My dad's really awesome in a lot of ways, but we always had tifts, sure. if you will. Um, I mean, if there's one big thing that I want to do... Is Don't get too low and somber during this. I want to incre- keep increasing my knowledge of things that I didn't necessarily grow up doing. I want to be able to do still, at, at even at this later mid ish point in my life sure. that I still want to do. For example, my, my parents were not outdoorsy people. 
I mean, only only as far as and we're gonna go on the back porch right, and right. hang out in the you know whatever. But we never camped or anything like that. Didn't do a lot of fishing or anything like that. Okay. And and those are things that I I have done a little bit of fishing. Very much enjoy it. It's really relaxing. Never it's been cool. fishing. Never been fishing. Never been fishing. And I'm all about it. Like yeah. I've watched videos. Yeah, on like it, how to gut I, fish. I, or like I was just recently thinking about because I want to instill this. This is a skill that I don't necessarily have. That I need to now because I feel like because I have a son. Yeah. That I need to increase my knowledge on that topic and give him some of the stuff. That I wish I like things I wish I you know I want to go camping. Sure. I've only been camping like a couple times in my life, and not with my parents. This was later on, and it's a blast. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I've been I, camping a couple times. Yeah, but not like I was always kind of jealous of my friends growing up, who's like they went camping all the time, and not to mention for broke folks, cheap vacation. Definitely. Is there not is, so the flip side to that coin? Like, are there things that like your dad did that you definitely want to do with your son? Oh yeah, well, just like the emphasis on education, sure, a thirst to instill a thirst for knowledge is really important, I think, and that is something that my dad instilled. Who's, you know, came into my life when I was about four, okay. so it was a little later, but and he started right away, like just. Simple stuff like teaching me how to spell stuff, which I'm trying to do with Charlie already, which, you know, but just that kind of thing, instilling a thirst for knowledge and okay. to know that you should just continue to learn. But I also want to be more active with Charlie than my dad was with me, you know. My dad, we played catch and he taught me how to play baseball and stuff like that, but, you know, he's a little older and there was a, just came a time in his life where he couldn't be as active as maybe I needed him to be. Or you would you would hope to think that he wanted to be too, right? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly. So but yeah and, and and in spite of those things I don't have anything no ill will against my dad for that stuff. It's just things I wish were different. Sure. You know what I mean? Um I think politics with your son and your kids will always be like a Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, like a generational yeah, thing. Like, of course. So Yeah. Um but I'm going to try and keep up on things and be try to be a little bit more maybe aware than my parents were of yeah. things that had cultural significance to me growing up. For sure. You know what I That's mean? That's something I'll definitely give my mom a lot of credit for. Like, she def- like now it's it's almost, like, too much. Like, it's almost too annoying. Like, I don't need her on Instagram, knows. like, yeah. tagging me in, like, memes and, like, all this yeah. other weird yeah, shit. And, like, you, you know, know. it's kind of cute in a way, though. It is, it's but really it's just, cute, like, man. just, like, stop. You know, like, please. <laughs> like, the same way she probably looks at me when I'm coming in and, like, let's put on some Al Green type shit. Like, what the fuck do you know about yeah, Al Green? It's know, like, right? she's going, what the fuck do you know about 50 Cent? <laughs> her favorite song is P.I.M.P. by 50 Cent. It's just like, really? Are you fucking serious right now? She's gonna be on the podcast soon. She wants me. She wants me to like start this like build up. Mm. She wants people to be like standing outside of the door. We want Deborah on the Deb, show. Deb, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like slow down. All right. Is he still? Um, is he still breastfeeding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it still weird? It's not weird. It is weird for me in some ways, just because uh, of a relationship thing, and it's hard on Katie too at this point a little bit. He doesn't like. We've been trying to give him milk, and he doesn't doesn't care for it. Does he just come up to the the mom fridge and just hop on? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Our last conversation about that was so funny. You were like, "I know he knows it's a boob." Yeah, <laughs> like, he does now. He does. It's whatever. I mean, you know, they say really, 
two years is the recommended right, right. dosage. <laughs> yeah. Two years is the recommended. So it's not a big deal, and it's good. It's still it's good for him. And the only thing that really sucks is it it makes it so that like if he wakes up in the middle of the night, you can't just like go hand him a bottle in his crib and help yeah. him. He doesn't put himself back to sleep. And and I think me and Katie need him to start sleeping good because he's very dependent on her, and we need we need time. And I think both of us feel a little weary of just like hiring a babysitter got it an outside of the family type you know and we don't have a whole lot of help from our family because hers is out of town and my parents are they're out of town now for the rest of the winter and then they're older so sure can't um, be chasing around a two-year-old it'd be tough for them yeah my mom will but you know he he's he's walking right oh yeah running yeah yeah, for sure running i'm i obviously i don't have one so i don't know like the timeline Mm -hmm. but um so he uh we just need him to be independent of that now so that we can have time because we I think both of us would feel bad like putting I would feel bad even though you're paying somebody but I, I just wouldn't feel right about putting both the babysitter and Charlie in that situation got it at this point so that kind of sucks so we don't have like we don't go out yeah. we need that I think I think we need a little not we don't want to be like some party animals or no, anything. No, no, but, but, but we need a little bit of that social, both of us. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's a separation with parents during that time, and then like you need that time to kind of like get back together, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. get shit back in the groove. Definitely, I think we need. And even if Katie, if you do listen to this, which I highly doubt she will, um, yeah, we need to. She feels the same way. I think. I think she yeah. feels exactly the same way as I do about it. Is that we just need. Time yeah. we got we when we went to Washington to Seattle uh, back in November, who kept them in? Her parents okay. were at her sister and brother in law's house, and they uh, we went to Seattle. They lived outside of Seattle, so we got hotel rooms in Seattle and went away for a whole night, which oh, okay. was wild, dude. Yeah, the whole night, <laughs> yeah, it felt weird though. That's what's up. I'm sure after, like, a year and a half of, like, not ever, Mm -hmm. not even really thinking about it, like, nope. Yeah. So, So cool. Um, This has been episode 33 of the Broho Show. 33! My man Phil in the house. Yeah, I don't even think we ever introduced me. They know who you are now. Filthy. <laughs> Filthy P. Sure. Hey, As guys. his Xbox. Uh, you're looking for my Xbox. First white guest or no? Yeah. First... Episode, yeah. Not only is episode 33 episode 33, episode 33 is the first, uh, the first. interracial Well, Gus, Gus is Mexican. Okay. Gus was on here. But yeah, first white guest. You're, uh, you're breaking the color barrier. Yeah, I don't want to freak you out, but the boost you might get now oh, in listenership. I don't doubt it. I mean, not, not, I'm, you know, this makes me mainstream, right? Oh, yeah, man. You oh, just yeah. broke through. I'm all about it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll turn them off in some kind of way. But episode 33, posting this. Um, I don't know when I'm going to post this. Okay. I, but it'll like be I said, up. I'm not going to listen to it. Aw, you're so. a dick. But uh, really good conversation. We always have great conversations. Oh, good times. Finally got this done after about seven months, right? You were like one of the first people that I was like surprised was listening to it. Like yeah. You were like, I checked out that to, thing. I, I like, haven't oh. listened to them all, but... That's okay. Uh, I'm trying. Rojo no. Show supporter, as always. Check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Periscope. Uh, my eventually, free cam, my free cams. My free cams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, don't go there, guys. Uh, the Rojo Show at Gmail. Shy Rojo one on Instagram. Um, hit me up. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, if you're not sharing, you're, you're not, not a, a fan. fan.